Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today on the Outbound Edition with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? The Outbound Edition... We're at Outbound? <laughs> Don't tell me that. You're just a little sore because Weinberg roasted you in the last session. I know. I, and I knew it was going to happen, but Weinberg's just an anti-LA fan, everything. So any chance you get, he roasts me. Hey, when, you, when you're cheering for the Rams and the Dodgers, you bring it on. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. That's the way it works. Hey, we are going to have a fantastic episode here today. We are live at Outbound with some of our favorite friends and thought leaders, and this is going to be a great conversation. No, I'm looking forward to this. It's all, all of our takes from Outbound, day and a half. Yeah, it's good. Well, we've got, we, like, we have an entire roundtable of guests. Some you'll be familiar with, some are new. But, um, Larry, why don't we just go around and everyone introduce yourselves briefly, and then let's dive in. We'll start with you, Jeff. Uh, I'm Jeff Bajorek, and you may have heard me on the Why on the Buy podcast. We have. That. Uh, I've never heard of you before, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not talking to you, Larry. I'm talking <laughs> to your esteemed guests um, and, and your listeners. And uh, this has been uh, drinking from a fire hose does not. I, I, I want to say that, but I also feel like it's derogatory, and I don't think it yeah. does this conference any justice. There's so much here to think about and to talk about, and I can't wait to, to hear how you all have, have taken is a fire hose of fine wine is what it's like during it has been amazing right um and next and and all the way from australia i was gonna say sydney but it's melbourne it's melbourne oh my it's goodness <laughs> welcome back to the selling from the heart <laughs> podcast <laughs> one of our favorites bernadette. bernadette mcclelland yeah it's so great to finally it's, meet you in person i know how cool is that but i'm just a little bit concerned with what you just said then about drinking from a hot fire hydrant and you're saying like fine wine? Well, it's not just like, it's not uh, like Jeez. city water here. We're getting Jeez, good, yeah. good quality Actually, stuff, right? Total quality. <laughs> Lucky I drink. Yeah. Here in the United States, that's I can't, I can't afford, fire I can't afford some of the wine that we're going to start talking about. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Tim is here from Melbourne as well. Welcome, Tim. Hi, Daryl. Lovely to meet you and, and catch up with Larry again and everyone else here. It's been good. Yeah. I can't wait for Tim to drop some bombs on uh, Okay, there's going to be some truth bombs. And last but not least, Christy, welcome. Of course. Yes, Christy Walters, the other um, half of the the Y and the Bi podcast. Are you the Y or the Bi? Which one? She's the show. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, it it has been an incredible time here at Outbound. And first of all, I know everyone on the podcast has heard us talking about this for months. And I got to say, if you didn't get a ticket to Outbound in 2019, as soon as they announce next year's, I promise you, you've got to get involved in this. It's, it's been fantastic, mm, hasn't it? It's been uh, terrific, absolutely terrific. And it's not just the quality of the speakers, it's their actual generosity. Yes. It's like their personalities, like there's no ego here at all, which I think is phenomenal. Um, and also the people that are, that are here, like everybody's just so yeah. wanting to learn and so appreciative and it's it's fantastic yeah real yeah. meeting of the minds yeah you know and, yeah. and it's interesting because i think what sums it up is 
Bob Berg's Go-Giver series. Yeah. And everybody in the last day and a half, every speaker, everybody that you talk to that's been speaking on stage is a giver. And they've just been freely giving of themselves, their time, their knowledge. And it's, you know, it's part of selling from the heart because we're all about servant leadership. Yeah. And these people are leading with servant hearts. And and I just have to commend Jeb, Mike and Mark and Anthony because... I mean, what they started three years ago, I think this is a huge movement. It's a huge movement that's sorely, sorely lacking in the sales world. Well, it's one thing to have a servant leadership mindset. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to give people the kind of unprecedented access that they're getting. So there's very few people that I've met and connected with during during breaks or over lunch or whatever who haven't said, yeah, I called Mike and he picked up. Mm, yeah. Or I, I, I called because Jeb wrote a book and said, send me a LinkedIn request or wh- whatever it was in this particular situation. And then he replied to that LinkedIn request in an mm-hmm. hour, said, mm-hmm. call me. I want to work through this with you. And this is someone who, um, you know, has a question, is an engaged reader, listener, whatever it is. Not even someone who could hire Jeb, right? Right. But call me. And now, th- this person is walking around with a golden cell phone number in their pocket, right. and they know that. Yes. And, and so it's one thing to serve from the stage. It's one thing to put out great content. What has really um, surprised me is the generosity of the access that's being given. And these guys are leaving the stage and shaking hands. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and they're out. They're not there's, going no, there's no green room. No, like, there's no. There's seriously zero. no green room. And that's what I meant before, no ego. Like, yeah. I, I mean, if it's there, I can't see it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know? That's right. Um, no, it's really cool. Yeah. You know, I, I've taken away. I mean, I've, I've got like you nineteen pages mm-hmm. of notes, right? And I mean, we could we could talk about the things we've learned for the next five days. In fact, it's probably the next five months. I'll be unpacking this, but I think the biggest thing I've taken away is just a recommitment to practicing the basics. And, you know, if you think about professional athletes and we all want to be compensated as professional salespeople um, and you think about professional athletes, not, not like the Dodgers or the Rams, but like true professional <laughs> athletes, they've got to get back. Uh, you know, part of being a professional is practicing the basics over and over again and, and learning the nuances of the fundamentals of selling, you know, prospecting has been a massive topic here. And, and I got to say, um, I've had some light bulb moments where I realized that I've got to hone my skills on prospecting. I've been selling for over a quarter of a century. Um, and, and I've been inspired to go back to the fundamentals, um, you know, just like a, just like any player would go to batting practice or, um, you know, th- that type of thing. I think more than anything, has has challenged me and I've I've learned a ton of nuanced techniques um, that are really going to help me in just my business in general and because we're all in sales Mm. Um, but yeah that that just that fundamental get back to the basics for me has been I've realized that I want to come to this conference every year just for that I mean I read all the time but there's something different about seeing people talk about the science and the art of selling um, that is really, really powerful. Yeah, it's interesting because after um, Victor Antonio spoke this morning, I went and I spent 10, 15 minutes with him. And we were just sitting there just just talking, and, and he pulled me over to the tables you know, where, where everyone was having lunch today. And he just shared with me how he put his presentation together and the whole thought process behind that. And he goes, so tell me, you know, what's been some of your takeaways and what did you think of me on stage? And this guy's just, I mean... 
for those of you who didn't see Victor Antonio, the guy to me was just amazing. But I said, everybody who's spoken from stage has told great stories. Yep. The first 10 to 12 minutes has been stories. And I just, you know, I'm a firm believer. People latch on to stories. Mm-hmm. And as sales professionals, we got to learn how to tell stories that resonate, that people can latch on to. And that's been my biggest key. I mean, there's been nugget bombs after nugget bombs. Mm-hmm. But that's been the biggest thing is everybody's told great stories. You take a bullet point from a chapter in a book. You take a tweet, you take a post on LinkedIn, mm. and it means something for about that long. Right. But you tell a story that illustrates the point, puts it into some context, and it's, it lasts so much longer. People have an idea of what you're actually talking about. It, right. Even the notes that we've been taking, right? Like, mm-hmm. I see your notes, Daryl. You've got pictures and stuff, right? That's, that's, <laughs> well, it's because he's a nerd. That's why yeah, he likes to draw pictures. To do, like, you're, you know how to take notes for you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? My notes won't mean anything to you. Your notes will mean a whole lot more right. to me because you're providing a, lot, a whole lot of context. But those stories provide that same kind of context. That's right. And sometimes, you know, speaking of taking notes, I, I need to re- like review mine sooner than later so I right. can keep those those things fresh because I can't write the entire story while they're right while they're they're, yeah. they're you know reciting yeah, them, right? yeah. so there's there's something that's so powerful about getting the message through and you write it differently in a book than you would present it mm-hmm. from a stage and there's even if it's the same material we've read those books right mm-hmm. and we hear those people telling those stories and it hits us differently yeah yeah the other thing too is that every presenter and we're all presenting like most of us here are presenting as well has their own style, and there's no right or wrong. No. You know? So um, it's it's marrying the story with some data. Right. Mm. And I think you've got to have that data as well um, to balance it out. So yeah. that's, you know, that's, that's what I've taken away, is one of the things I've taken away. One I of the many things I've taken away. I think away. that's a really good point, though, because mm-hmm. as, a, um, as a person, you know, if I go... Um, see a, an excellent sales trainer, excellent speaker, such as all of you in this circle. Um, you know, there's part of me that goes, I want to be that person. Mm. Um, but I've been reminded as I've watched all of these excellent presenters uh, come up, and I look forward to being at your session, your session tomorrow, mm. all of this, yeah. that really I just need to be myself. Totally. Yeah. Right? Totally. I, and, and it's been a, a fresh reminder that, I, you know, I think if we can encourage um, you know, this, this topic of authenticity is, you know, be yourself. And I think as salespeople, uh, and I know you're a champion of this, Bernadette, it, we're, 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 we're kind of conditioned to try to be someone we're not. And, um, you know, that insincerity, that fakeness, that inauthenticity well, signs through. I think side to that as well is, is, yes, there are those that put on masks, there's right. one. But coming back to what Victor said to you before, how, how, did, how did you feel I went? One of the things that Oprah says, mm-hmm. and we know that she has had so many conversations on stage, one of the things she said, every single person that she interviews says, how did I go? Hmm. It hmm. doesn't matter did. who it is, how did I go? Yeah. So it's not so much... An inauthenticity. It's almost like be okay with who you are without needing validation. Mm. Right. So there's two parts to that. One is the inau- the inauthenticity part. Yes. We're, we're missing a whole other half of that as well. <laughs> so do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah. Yeah. Our, yeah. our quest for for feedback is good in some ways, and yeah. in other ways, it kind of betrays us. It, it betrays kind of, our, our yeah, yeah. need for validation. So, I mean, because I always say you get what you get with me, and and, and I'm not saying it in a mean way, but it's. A, in fact, it was uh, 
yesterday when we were behind the scenes, Bernadette, and I was talking to Sherry Levitin, she goes, Larry, she pulled me aside and she goes, Larry, she goes, I gotta get on stage and I gotta talk in front of those people. She goes, I'm nervous. But that's good. And I go, come on, Sherry, right? And she goes, no, honestly. But then she goes, but the minute I get on stage. Yeah. It's fuel. Yeah, I'm home. fine. Yeah. She goes, I feel fine. I go, you know, that's the same with me. I, get, I start getting sweaty palms. Mm-hmm. But then the minute I start opening my mouth and I see people in the interaction, I'm fine because I'm just being myself. That's how, you, that's how you know it means something to you, right? They said Arnold Palmer used to get butterflies in his stomach on every first tee. Right. He's like, and the day I don't, that's when I know I'm done. Because it means something to me. It's not that I didn't win five major championships. It's not that I didn't have an army of fans. It's not about all that. It's that this means something to me, and those butterflies mean something to you. But you know what? I mean, you alluded to it. You pointed out that Sherry, uh, you know, alluded to it. You get on that stage. This is where you're meant to be. And I think salespeople all over the place can relate to that because yeah. that presentation, that meeting, that committee that you have to sit in, the firing squad that you need to sit in front of, like I had mm-hmm. to a couple of times in medical and hospitals yeah. and things like that. It, you're you're nervous because it means something, and then you get there, and you're ready to rock. Yeah, yeah. And, and that that adrenaline serves a different purpose at that. Point. It does, it does. But I think, and I think there are two key elements to making sure that you are ready to rock when that moment happens. Mm-hmm. For you, you guys talk about it all the time. It's that selling from the heart, the heart mentality mm-hmm. of I'm very clear in my core mm-hmm. and yes. my foundation of why I'm here That's and good. what I'm here to do. Yeah. And then it comes back to what you're taking away from Outbound too, Daryl, is the, this return to basics. Oftentimes right. we become, you know, if you've read any Ryan Holiday, ego is the enemy, right? You're, the, the more experience you have in, in uh, doing something or interacting with something, the more likely you are to forget the basics. Yeah. If you don't have a format, when you come back and you revisit that and go, Wow, how how many times am I really looking at my pipeline and mm-hmm. going for no? That was a really that was a real eye opener for me yesterday. As I'm like, okay, so how often I'm really happy with what I'm doing right now? I've got some nice big wins. I've got some nice big yeses. Everybody yes. loves me. Uh-huh. This is fabulous. But I'm not going for no. I'm not looking to right. say, am I really pushing the envelope? Because I haven't gotten that. I'm just really comfortable with where I am. And that's a back-to-basics element. So I think you have to combine the two, that that real heart element, which is I, I know my purpose, I know my meaning mm. in this process, and then I also know the basics. And, well, and Andrea Walsh yes. is, yeah, um, Andrea. is go for no. And uh, that whole Dr. Seuss yeah. analogy <laughs> at the end, with and I, and I kind of, green eggs and ham or whatever it is. <laughs> How many times Sam I am said, <laughs> said something to the green Grinch. <laughs> Go for no. Seven yeah. times or something yeah. in the end was really yes. happy that he finally got through. So, yeah. Yeah. But isn't it funny how we can tie Dr. Seuss to sales? I think Dr. Oh, Seuss is the best business write, book writer of any, <laughs> anyone. Because right? it's always truer than true, right? Yeah. You know that whole that whole thing, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But this is oh, the things you can think. Back to stories. <laughs> well, right? yeah. And metaphors and yeah. analogies. And, and short words. Hey, we need short and simple. That's how it works. Sam I am was doing my head in. There you go. But what's interesting, Chris, 
Christy just t- Christy just touched on it was the back to the basics, mm. and that's what I admire so much about Mike Weinberg. Yes, because yeah. you know he writes a book, Sales Simplified. Then he writes a book, Sales Management Simplified. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and the biggest thing, and even talking to some of the attendees that, that have come by, is they go, you know, we forget about some of the basics. Right. Mm-hmm. We know we have to prospect. We know about pipeline. We know about productivity. But the day catches up to us. Right. And we get caught doing. Right. What salespeople love saying stuff. I'm just right. out there doing stuff and I forget mm-hmm. about it. And it's when they get, you know, a day and a half, two days and maybe three days, depending on the ticket that everyone bought to outbound. They're brought back to the basics and everyone goes, no, nah, you know, I should have been doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. I should have been doing this all along. I, I think so much of that comes back to ego. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I love that you brought that up, Christy, because good enough. I made enough calls today. Yep. I made enough sales this month. Um, I am performing well enough to stay off the radar of my manager. Yeah, so I got a nice big target, fat account that keeps feeding me. Um, yeah. That is enough to satisfy the ego, and that becomes mm. the thing that is that, that is the objective because that ego weighs so heavily on people mm-hmm. that that becomes the objective. The, the same thing when the ego. Um, let me tell you how great I am. Let me tell you how sophisticated I am. Let me tell you how many programs and apps I have in my stack. These right. these posts you see them on social media. What's a picture of your stack? I'm like. What the hell's a stack? You know what? What the heck is a stack? but it's like, well, wait a second. You don't need a stack. Hold yeah. on. Before you get to the stack, do you, what's your? How do you? How do you tell people what you do? Yeah. Where are you using that stack? What are you using it for? Do you need a stack? How are you trying to sell to a thousand people if you can't sell to the one person that's standing in front of you? Right. And by the way, how many individual people do you have standing in front of you or on the other end of the telephone? It doesn't have to be face to face, but like, let's not overcomplicate things for the for ego's sake, for the sake of overcomplicating it. And when and when you feel good about what you bring to the table, when you can sell from right here in your chest, you can let it rip. Yeah. You eliminate yep. the ego and you can go, and that's when you're at your best. And that's what I think people miss. Yeah. And that's yeah it, it, it's a whole back to the basics. Because I always say this is if you can't do the basics correctly, then how can you do the hard things mm. correctly? Absolutely it's it's right. impossible. You know, the basics for it, it, it fuels everything else. Mm-hmm. So Jim Quick, uh, who runs the Quick Brain podcast, uh, says that in order to keep your brain active, you have to do something uncomfortable every single day. Mm. meaning that your brain it seeks out comfort it seeks out pattern and routine mm-hmm. and it wants to build a neural pathway that actually will continually fire right. so you have to force yourself and your brain into that uncomfortable state and i think that's why a lot of us go away from basics mm-hmm. it's why right. we get comfortable with the fat the fat account yeah. and we freak out when all of a sudden we have a competitor in the mix mm-hmm. there well it, it will even shows cuz remember yesterday when jeb brought the two people up on stage Oh, yeah. And right there, they're cold called. They're pretending, oh, you know, yeah. someone's oh, calling. So, I always that, like, my heart aches uh, for those people. And I, I felt I'm like I'm scrunching in my seat watching. <laughs> this. But you know what? I, mean, I, think, like, I saw I saw that woman on the way out. Uh, and I said, I look like because I came in late at halfway through. Wasn't she a rock play, star? And I said, I just want to say you did amazingly uh, well. And she's gone. I've done a lot of work in theatrics. Oh, <laughs> nice. So she so went on she a show. Was, <laughs> she was really comfortable. Yeah, yeah. That's right. The, the difference. She yeah. was really comfortable with impro and all that. Yeah, this, but sure. She was really comfortable with putting herself out there. Yeah. So, so in addition to getting back to basics, the other thing that I've really taken, kind of at a high level category, is thinking more about the strategy behind what I do and being more strategic. Whether that is um, like. Uh, 
Mike Weinberg was talking about the need to focus on strategic accounts, like really, t- and then oh, correlated with that is is being strategic about how I manage my time myself. Um, I've gotten a lot of um, a lot of notes and a lot of action items here about looking at what I do and how I do it much more strategically. I'm curious, what are some of the strategies mm. that that you've t- you're taking away from this? I think if you're just okay with the fact that it doesn't need to be that complicated, mm-hmm. then you can give yourself permission to stop and think. And if you can mm. give yourself a permission to stop and think and, and say, you know what, it's okay to have a strategy to do this. Right. It's okay to think about, do I just need to tweet endlessly for the sake of tweeting? Should I be on LinkedIn because everybody's on LinkedIn? Or should I have some purpose behind the stuff that mm-hmm. I'm doing? And I, don't, I think it's very easy to get caught up in the wash of everything that's going on. I, I, Christy, I think about the way we promote or don't our podcast, right? right? It's yes. out there. People we're right. we're not like exactly it. the social selling well, evangelists. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but it's, it's one of those things where we do it because we like doing it. We, we say we yeah. joke, we do it even if nobody listened. Um, but we could stop and, and think to do more of that stuff, except mm-hmm. there's so many other things that we feel like we need to be doing at the same time. It gets overwhelming. Yeah. And mm-hmm. who's got time to stop? And then Anthony gets up there before lunch today and said, you guys all need to stop. Mm. And you need to just take a a few minutes. What's most important? Let me show you how to rank them. And then these are the things you tackle first. Mm -hmm. And what was it? He said, I don't have my notes in front of me. I love you, but I can't talk to you right now because you're not the most important thing to me. I'll get to you when I can. It's an email, right? It's not his daughter in front of him, right? um, But everything is full speed ahead. It's that firehose coming right at you you're constantly in reactive mode yeah. who can strategize in reactive mode yeah it, you can't no i always gain so so much perspective when i listen to anthony talk uh, because he's such a routine-driven individual. So he's, and he's really he's, cerebral. He really mm-hmm. is. Um, and I am scattered as they come. So uh, so oftentimes for me, like I'll start, and I have all of Anthony's books, and I've got mm-hmm. the 90-minute 90, 90 planner, right? Uh-huh. And, um, and so I'll start the process, but staying with the process is really challenging mm-hmm. because it fights against what's comfortable for me, which is a little bit of chaos. Right. And... Um, and so, um, so I always find that you know the concept of it's not time management; it's me management, yeah. and um, and and some some I also find a little bit of grace for myself uh, yeah. to yes. say you know what it's okay to allow the chaos that fuels you because that's what it does for me mm-hmm. is to allow a little bit of that, but to actually make sure that you're very clear on what's most important and that you're giving your time consistently on a day to day basis to those most important things. Yeah. And I think that really has been, but I, that's another one of those back to basics elements for me. I just always mm-hmm. love listening to him from that perspective. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting because I'm, I'm a routine guy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was like that when I was out in the sales world was I did the same things every single day mm. and I learned how to time block a long time ago. And it's just good to, to see that we're still talking about it, it but it's, doing the and that's tough right mm-hmm. to be able to do those same things every single day yeah and and it's interesting because i always love asking salespeople, you know what's the most important thing you have to do every day and it's amazing and it'll you almost have to pull it out of some of these people mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get them to say prospecting they just it just it's not a routine yeah 
is kind of okay. My funnel's weak, so I got to go do something about it. Yeah. Well, we've gotten into this this mode, this passive mode of interacting, right? So you know, we've we've run so much of our businesses through email and text, and um, and it is more challenging to get prospects on the phone than it used to be. Uh, and uh, and even if you have a good story, a good structure, it is um, it's challenging to get them to a point where they will listen to you long enough to let you get that through. And that's where I love Jeb's um, Mm -hmm. uh, ledge um, disrupt and ask uh, process. And and I remember this from last year. In fact, I I, I think it was one of the things that I pointed out from my my recap of Outbound last year was this concept of breaking people from that pattern of you're saying everything that every salesperson's ever called me has said. So now I'm just looking to get you off the phone. So I'm going to break your thought process yes. by making you laugh or saying something that's completely off color. Mm-hmm. And I can remember people doing that to me at times. And I'm like, oh, okay, what were you saying again? Let me, let me, let's replay this again. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so I, I always love that element. And I think a lot, you know, now that I'm, I'm, I'm back in a, a, a large corporation and coaching salespeople, uh, that have gotten really comfortable mm-hmm. with uh, with you know some 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 pretty fat accounts that are not going to sustain them forever, right. yeah. and um, and and watching someone who's been in the industry for thirty years try to learn this technique of how do you how do you disrupt that pattern enough so that people are actually hearing you instead of just the noise or the mm-hmm. back or the white noise that that is created because we're just used to moving past. Oh, wow. That's so good. Yeah. So we've talked about getting back to the basics. We've talked about being more strategic. I I want to end the podcast by thinking about it, a topic that I've seen woven through this entire event. It's made my heart so happy. And that is um, putting others' interests first, putting the interests of the clients first, having a servant perspective to selling. I mean, we've been hearing that in almost every presentation. I love... Bob Berg, oh my goodness, I you know I can't I can't get enough of this guy. Um, but you know he said today my influence is based on how much I put others' interests first, mm. and I think that reminder to me to um, oh man, just that that servant. You talk about the servant led perspective in selling from the heart. Chapter six in chapter six. <laughs> I mean, but, but this mindset of listening and putting other people first inside this that's been something I've been hearing uh, the last couple days that has just been wonderful I think it's one of those things that makes intuitive sense if you think about it but salespeople have trained themselves over time to make that not feel so intuitive right. I've got a job to do I've got to promote this product I've mm-hmm. got to get this I've got to get POs I've got to take people's money I've got to provide them with something mm-hmm. and they've taken the wrong approach and I think when you stop and think about it and say, well, why would anybody listen to you? Mm-hmm. Well, there's got to be something in it for them in order for them to listen to you. And so now that lends itself. It goes hand in hand with that servant leadership type mm-hmm. approach. And I, it, I just the more things change, the more they remain the same, the more you really think about how complicated things are, the more simpler they appear in front of you. Right. 
and that's that's been so eye-opening for mm-hmm. me. It, we've heard about servant leadership because we've listened to your podcast. We've People have heard about mm-hmm. servant leadership because they listen to Christy and I yep. on our podcast. People, this is not an uncommon message. Right. But to have it present itself indelibly in front of you yes. is a different experience. Absolutely. And I know that's near and dear to your heart, Bernadette. Well, yeah, and I guess it's um, it comes back to your values yes. um, as, a, as an individual um, and how aligned your values are with the person that you're actually speaking with. Mm-hmm. You know, and my mantra, and I, I've kind of, um, you know, ABC always be closing. Mm-hmm. And then those of you know Jill Rowley. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jill, very much in social, yeah. very much leading the, the charge as a social evangelist. Evangelist? Evangelist. I get advocate and evangelist. (laughs) Don't ask me why. I'm Australian. Um, (laughs) So she's gone always be connecting, which makes absolute Mm -hmm. sense. So I um, really like to delve into uh, the world of conscious capitalism, Mm -hmm. B Corps, all those types of businesses. And so ABC for me has always been contributing. And it's Mm -hmm. it's not coming from a... um, a purely giving, giving, giving. I'm not talking about it from that perspective, although it's naturally part of that. Yes. But it's always be contributing to your buyer so that they can also help their clients. And so it's this whole, you know, um, our our conversations should be around helping the clients grow their business. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So it's coming from that perspective. Absolutely. And that's... Chapter nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the art of commercial conversation. Um, anyone that art, listens to the podcast knows the last about this chapter, book. The art of the start, because that's where we should start. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Well, I mean, what a great time. What a great conversation today. And I mean, this is, it, once again, if you didn't get a chance to come to Outbound, uh, move heaven and earth to get here next year. It, it has just been fantastic. And uh, best of all, I've just enjoyed meeting so many friends yeah. uh, that were virtual friends. We connected and now we're face to face. So, um, hey, everybody, thank you for joining us. By the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, if we met you at Outbound, welcome. We're glad you're here. <laughs> um, you have joined a, a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, delivering real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. Larry, any final words of wisdom before we sign off? Uh, no. No. I <laughs> no. <laughs> you you this is the first. Write this down first. <laughs> Maybe, hey, we're going to re-record this whole thing now, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't call me, don't me speechless. Oh, that's great. We'll never podcast after lunch. <laughs> hey, until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep delivering real value. Go back to the basics. Be strategic. Have a servant mindset, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.